recording. The following is a fourth hand production. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Oh man, you know it. And this is I don't know, is it weird? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a little weird. There's some some stuff in it that I'm like, Ooh, wait a minute. There's a lot. There's actually a lot of moving parts of this story. Way more than I thought there was gonna be. See, when I first looked into it or first heard about it, I said, Whoa, that's really weird. And now I'm yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> it seems a little there's a lot of people. And it's a little conspiratorial, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, you guys are just knocking futs, dude. There's, what are you talking about? That wasn't out there. Yeah. And a little, a little strange. Yeah. So this is a nice, it's a nice simple one for us. If we didn't have to go down a mega rabbit hole of research to find everything out about this. Did you look down the cast of characters, you might say? On the Blue Blurry Lines website, blueblurrylines.com. Don't say that too fast. I thought it was very interesting when I was reading down this that they they gave the date of when Betty Cash got her car. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So it's a, well, I mean, you know the story now, the Cash Landrum incident. This was way back, all the way, December 29th, 1980. Woo! In a little little town in Texas, what thirty five miles from Houston? I think that's what they said uh, from the airport. Anyway, yeah, it wasn't far. Betty J. Cash, she, I guess I could just read down this whole thing. Born February tenth, nineteen twenty nine. Died December twenty ninth, nineteen ninety eight. Partially due to complications from what happened. Mm-hmm. She has two kids. She married James F. Cash in fifty eight. October 4th, 1958, and divorced him September 12th, 1980. So just three months before this happened. Three and a half months. It was him. He attacked them. <laughs> yep. He oh, got shit. a radiated flamethrower from the sky and just started... Damn it, we didn't even say that they were attacked, and I just let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I let the alien out of the ship. I don't know if it was an alien, dude. Hmm. We'll get there. Speculation we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, Betty received her new Cutlass Supreme as a Christmas present in 1979. So one year before the incident. That's a fine automobile right there. You say it's a bond? It's a fine automobile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it stands up to some stuff. We'll, we'll find out here in a minute. Um, Betty's family was involved to take care of her after the incident. I guess we could talk about them later. Because the other two people that were in that car were Vicki Landrum. She was born in 23, died in 07. So it hasn't been quite that long since she's died. No, not really. I mean, 13 years. Yeah. That's not that much. Nope. And she's the grandmother of the kid that was with him, uh, Colby Landrum. Mm-hmm. So let me see here. It was in here someplace. Her kids... She married Ernest Wilson Landrum Sr. Her kids are Ernest Jr., Gloria Jean, David, Paul, and Jane. And Colby's father is Paul. And 
he divorced Peggy Sue in 76, and that's when uh, Colby, or Vicky became the legal custodian of Colby. Oh, okay. In 76. He was only two. He was born in 74. Yeah, wow. God damn it, Dad. What are you doing? Fucking up his life, man. <laughs> so he was and, born uh, in... He was... So how old does what? that make him now? He was born in 74. Makes him, what, 50, 46? 46? Okay. He's still alive because he did not get out of that fucking car. Well, I mean, partially because he probably couldn't. He was probably restrained pretty well. I don't know. Back then, maybe not. In the 70s? Seven- <laughs> He probably didn't even have a fucking seatbelt on. You're in the backseat. You no. don't need it. <laughs> nope. Exactly. If we hit something, you, ride you, up in the... you, you smack the back <laughs> of the seat in front of you. You're good. Yep. I think that's the theory behind school buses not having seatbelts. That the seat in front of them is soft enough? Dude, Be- there's a bar in there. It hurt. Because the seats are so tall. You know the seat backs, how tall they are? Yeah. And they're they're sort of close. I think the theory there is if they hit something... You hit the the seat back, and you're good. Huh? That's, that's interesting. I mean, that's what I always heard. Unless the bus driver has a heart attack and they go over a hillside, and then everybody's <laughs> just ba-da, 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 just ping ponging everywhere. Did you ever see that video of like I forget what it was, but I don't know if they were like going over like just like he lost control and the kids are just flying up out of their seats and like <laughs> smack. It's it's not funny, but it's fucking hilarious too. <laughs> Yeah, some kids, like, it must have been kids right at the wheels in the back. Like, it just catapulted them up, and they just slammed <laughs> their back flat on the roof of the, on the ceiling of the bus. Absolutely hilarious, but not, but yeah. Yeah, it's one of those moments where you're like, damn, that kind of, ooh, that sucked. You feel bad for laughing, but you can't not <laughs> laugh. It's like looking at a train, you know, a train crash. You can't yeah. not Ra- look. Ragdoll physics. You just can't laugh. You just can't not laugh. <laughs> At the time of the encounter, Colby was one month shy of being seven. January 29th, 1974, and this incident was December 29th, 1980. Okay. So, not a baby, but I guess still not quite old enough to be like, that doesn't seem right. Like, he could have yeah. seen it and just been like, helicopter. Yeah. Grandma, I want to go home. Yeah. It's 9 o'clock at night. Come on, Grandma. Texas. You think she's Grandma? Hmm. Mammy? Granny? They call her Mammy? Mammy. Mammy. Trying to think of what... Oh, friends of ours from church. When when her kids ended up having kids, they she kept calling the grandkid Buddy. So the grandkids started calling her Buddy. So now it, it just sticks. She's Buddy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But anyway, what in the hell happened December 29th, 1990? Well, I mean, I can give you her written statement if you want her. Yeah. Yeah. Who did she write it to? Was it the MUFON people? Um, Would she contact, uh, do you pronounce it APRO? APRO? I don't know how you pronounce it. This is her report to New Fork, the National UFO (laughs) Reporting Center. As opposed to Old Fork. Wait. Look, old forks, sometimes they you, they put a little metal taste in your food. You got to get a new fork. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I guess, just her written account from what happened. And it says, or Betty Cash, by the way, sorry. 
Yeah. I, Betty Cash, was feeling fine the Monday of December 29th. My friend and her grandson was going to play bingo, and on our return back home, we were between... Uh, back appears to have been, been written over the word from. I don't know why they had to put that. Uh, back home, We were in between New Canny and 1960 on the Huffman Crosby FM Road. There was this bright object that made the sky just split up, and it looked like the world was coming to an end, and it was a very bright red. As we kept driving along, it seemed to have gotten closer to the ground. Vicky told me I had better stop or we were going to run into it, so I did. Her grandson was so afraid, he was screaming and pulling on his grandmother, asking her not to get out. She opened the door, and I got out too, but he pulled her back into the seat. She looked out the glass, but she said the light was too bright for her to see very much of the figure because it was burning her eyes. She got out of the car, and word crossed out, she, written above it, stood with one arm on the car door and one arm on the car top but the light was so bright and the heat was too much so she only stood there a short time the object started back into the sky and again it had the whole sky lit up and the object moved upward at this time i started driving again the inside of the car was so hot we had to turn on the air conditioning we got to this oh okay i was like it's texas why didn't but it was january or December. December. So it was still 60 degrees out. Oh, I still use AC. It's 60 degrees. At night? Yeah, probably. You don't want to put, see, you put the window down and you get the, the giant bugs flying in. The old, the old Texas bugs. Everything's bigger in Texas. Mm, yeah. Skeeter's the size even of your the, hands. Even... <laughs> you took my line. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have written, written it down in the notes for both of us to say. <laughs> This is entirely unscripted, as are all of our episodes. So Absolutely. We don't even know what we're going to do. Hell no. Do I don't even know what I'm reading right now. But they turned on the air conditioning, and uh, we got to the stop sign on 1960, and I counted 23 helicopters. As I sat there looking at the object, I carried Vicky and Colby home, let them out. It took me almost 20 minutes to get home. By this time, I had a terrible headache. Lumps were all over my neck and head. My face was red like it had been burned, and my eyes were swollen shut. <laughs> Hold the fuck up. How did she get home? <laughs> carefully? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> Look, I was driving home one time in the middle of an ice storm. My uh, my wiper stopped working, and I thought I was going to fucking die. I don't know how yeah. I made it home. If my eyes and were she... swollen shut, <laughs> I'm pulling the fuck over, or I think I'm pulling over. I'm pulling over until I hit some rough patch and then i'm screaming for help little rumblies yeah okay so i have i have another hole to poke too but let's get through this part first okay so my eyes were swollen shut and later my eyelids bursted after i was in the hospital my face peeled off i assume that means peeled and most of my hair is out and is still coming out as i was desperate this what is that Desperalty? Desper- Is it desperately? De- Desperado? <laughs> Antonio Banderas coming in or what? Why don't you come to your seat? <laughs> I was desperately was sick within 30 minutes after looking at the object. I stayed home trying to get better until the second day of January 1981, and I'm still here on February 6th, 81? Oh, 
February 6, sure. 81. I went home for nine days, but I was so sick again with the headaches and lumps on my head, I had to return to the hospital, and I'm still here. I know I was not sick until this happened, and I know that is what is wrong with me. And that's the end of it. That's the end of the document. That's that's what she wrote. Yeah. So there, she didn't write anything about anything Vicky said, just that Colby wanted her to get back in the car, and and so she did. Right, right. Now... But... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Vicky Landrum was the old lady, and then, so Betty... No. Yeah, Vicky... Wait a second. Vic, yeah, Vicky's the old lady. She's the grandma. Yeah, and then Colby Landrum is the grandson, and then Betty Cash yeah. is what, her friend? Yeah, they're just, they're just friends. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that for everyone, even though I couldn't... I didn't even know it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Were they coming back from bingo or something? They were looking for bingo, it said. They were looking for bingo? Yeah. Like, you just go door to door? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got bingo tonight? I'm looking Let's go for down a here B8. to the fire hall. I'm looking for a B8, bitches. <laughs> so, Jeez. yeah. I mean, that that was her written statement to New Fork. Again, not Old Fork. Well, I'll poke my hole in a minute. Hold on. Okay. When they get when I got out of the car, Vicky Cash or Vicky Landrum, Betty Cash is the one driving the car. Vicky Landrum is the grandma. When I listened to the story a couple different times, I was so freaking confused with the however who who the who who's who. I'm still confused a little bit. <laughs> but she got out of the car and Colby was freaking out. But didn't Vicky tell Colby that's Jesus. He's not gonna hurt us. Yeah, because uh, I guess Betty got out, and, like, they stopped, and Betty got out, and she was like, oh, shit, what is that thing? And then Vicky gets out, and then I guess Colby's freaking the fuck out, so she gets back in, and she said, don't worry, son, that's Jesus Christ. He's coming back. <laughs> next thing you know, fine. they're blasted with radiation. Everyone dies. Eventually. The car's hot. The top of the car is hot. It's hot inside the car. It's so hot inside the car. There's no pictures of this, but I've read it and I've heard it a couple different times. Mm -hmm. When Betty got back in the car, she braced herself on the dash. Yeah. And her fingers kind of mushed into the dash because it was so hot and melty. And it it stayed like that for weeks, I think. I think they said they could still see the imprint weeks after this happened. Somebody should have got pictures, because they were immediately on the line to people. Yeah. Where the hell are the pictures? Like, if they were there for weeks? Yeah. I mean, you could have you done, like, uh, you know, the old, uh, you get a leaf, and then you scrape the side of your crayon, and you etch the leaf. They could have done that Ooh, for the handprint on yeah. the car. At least give us something. We got nothing. Right. Just them talking about it. But I think their family talked about it, too. So, I mean, there's witnesses, but did it eventually just pop back out? Like, it was there for weeks. Yeah, I don't know. How's your handprint getting all melty in it, and then it just goes away? Well, I'm just, the thing I saw said it was there even weeks after. It could still have been there even after that, but it's saying even weeks after, I guess when they must have examined the car, it was still there. Okay. So they saw light came from a huge diamond-shaped object which hovered at about treetop level and that its base was expelling flame and emitting significant heat. 
where did it say? Maybe I heard it in a in one of the podcasts I listened to, but it was belching flame. It was like pulsing as it would come down, and you know, gravity's taking over. It would pulse out the flame and bounce itself back up. It's the way I'm picturing it, the way I'm understanding it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not some sort of like pulsar or some sort of anti gravity something something. It was just this of fire. And it would, and the fire would come back up to it. I don't know. The fire went back up to it, but it was just that's how it was propelling itself through the air. It was like frog hopping with fire. Hmm. No, that's the way I picture it. It's possible. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Who am I? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. But one of the I'm going to poke the hole right now. I'm okay. Re- I'm ready to poke the hole. December 29th, 1980. Winter. I'm guessing around 60 degrees because Texas. Mm-hmm. Houston is 35 miles away. Okay. So the city city lights are 35 miles away. Kind of far. Mm-hmm. They thought, I, what I'm reading here, they thought that the lights, when they first saw the light, they thought it was something. An airplane approaching Houston Intercontinental Airport, 35 miles away. That's what they thought at first. Okay. This is at 9 p.m. in winter mm-hmm. in the Northern Hemisphere. Sun's all the way down, dude. Yeah, it's long gone. That thing went down five hours ago, four hours How ago. How in the bloody hell? Okay, this thing's shooting flames out. Yep, you can definitely see that thing. How in the bloody hell did they count 23 helicopters? Not just regular old everyday Black Hawk helicopters. Maybe, well, they. it said that the thing was putting off so much light they could barely look. So maybe it just illuminated everything around and they were able to see the helicopters. Because I thought when I you did, I guess when you asked me about that the other day, I didn't really have an answer. I was like, well, I don't know, maybe you know, maybe full moon. I don't know. But then I got to thinking, maybe it's from this thing itself illuminating the helicopters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess maybe. But these aren't just like regular one propeller jobbies. These were the big boys. Yeah, the old the old Chinooks with the two propellers. I've only ever seen them a couple of times. They do have a different sound, but you wouldn't be able to make out 23 well, of them. That's what sound. I mean. Yeah, they're just whoop, 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 whoop in the air. You're not going to be able to pick out 46 different propellers. Right. I don't know, man. That's that's my hole in the story a little bit. But, I mean, everything else beyond that is continuously bizarre. Well, one like of the they they went home sick, they were effed up. Yeah, uh, not to go, you know, not to go back, but there was a local detective named Lamar Walker, and he was one of the few that came forward and said, like, hey, you know, I saw something similar. He told uh, somebody that he and his wife observed twelve Chinook helicopters passing through the sky near Dayton that night. So not twenty three. But they they saw twelve. So this is another person saying, "Yo, I saw a bunch of Chinooks." I feel like like I, I'm almost afraid to say Chinook. I feel like it's a, some kind of racial slur, mm. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, you fucking Chinook. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds. <laughs> oh boy, it doesn't sound very good. You better bleep that out. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it's just some old school name that we <laughs> we don't even know. Ooh, here you go. Chinook wins. Or simply Chinooks are, well, phone fion winds in the interior west of North America. F-O-H-N, but then above the O is those two dots. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Phone winds in the interior west of North America where the Canadian prairies and Great Plains meet various mountain ranges, although the or- original usage is in reference to wet, warm coastal winds in the Pacific. There you go. So this could be a natural weather phenomena? Is that what you're saying? The old, the old Chinook wind? Yep. It just comes... The diagram here that I found has, like, clouds above a mountain uh-huh. and then dissipating clouds as the slope of the mountain's coming down, and then the Chinook winds are the winds that come, like, sweeping down the mountain from the top of the mountain, from the clouds and all that. So it doesn't necessarily make a Chinook helicopter sound. It's just what they call it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It does. It's the Chinook people live near the ocean along the lower Columbia River. So it's of a indigenous folks term. Hmm. Interesting. Way to go. Because aren't the propellers on the top of Chinooks kind of... They're kind of cockeyed from each other, aren't they? Like they're not just flat on top. Oh, right. Kind of, they're kind of twisted. Yeah, I think one set's higher than the other, and I think they kind of angle a certain way. So, yeah, because it'd be bad news if the propellers were like in the same plane of each other. <laughs> Did you know, like old old fighter planes? You know, with the big propellers, they had to yeah. time. The guns, do you know the guns literally shot between the propeller blades? What? Yeah. I found that out, I don't know, several months ago. But it literally, it was timed so the rounds would fire in between the propellers. Wow. That seems like that took some ingenuity to figure out the timing on that. Yeah. Or... How about we mount the gun someplace else, guys? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't put it anywhere else. The propellers where they are are kind of important. Yeah. Go with that. But you can put the guns on the sides? I guess it'd be hard to aim that way though. Like far out on the sides? Like you gotta <laughs> you gotta twist your plane just right to get the right angle. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Chinook tangent. Kinda. I mean is it important? I think it's important. Talk about the Chinooks. Hey, look over there. See it? Ah, made Chinook. <laughs> that was a terrible. I'll, I'll cut it out. <laughs> oh, leaving. shit. What'd you say? I said I'm leaving. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a short episode, guys. <laughs> um, they, they got so far down this road. When I was started this research, they, they couldn't turn around, but it's a two-lane road. I'm like, how in the hell... Couldn't you turn around on a two-lane road? If something spooks me, like when I go out and do my job in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. if something spooks me, I'm getting the fuck out of there. However, I got to do it. Yeah. They said the the shoulders, the dirt shoulders, which they were soft from that evening's rain, so they didn't want to get stuck trying to turn around. But then, isn't an Oldsmobile Cutlass a big-ass car? I mean, weren't they all big-ass cars back then? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just drive them in a river and they just keep going. Yeah, like they were, every car was, I don't know, at least 27 feet long. Like just <laughs> fucking monster vehicles. 12 feet wide. Yeah, it was big enough. I mean, there's there's a, plenty of car to try to get turned around, I guess. But I I may have tried to do it. <laughs> it was me. I mean, after seeing ain't no, this. Ain't no backup camera then. No. After seeing this, I, I think I would have just cut the wheel as hard as I could and just fucking gunned it, dude. Just... Yeah. 
I wouldn't even try a Done. three, five, none of that. No point turns. Just a bus of Yui. I'd plow through the mud. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. Getting out of there. I'll punch like, uh, what's his name from Travis Walden? <laughs> his buddy. He was like, fuck this. Yep. Water bars be damned. <laughs> that truck was a tank. Yeah. But they got home, and you were already talking about her going to the hospital, but wasn't there a point, like Colby said his eyes were burning that night. Yeah. And I think Vicky said she felt like she was covered in sunburn. Maybe Betty did too. It says that. But Betty's hair was falling out. Oh, yeah. And she was like missing, wasn't she missing like patches of skin and shit too? Yeah, something like that. She was a mess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it really, really strange. There's a phone call here by Vicky Landrum when she made her report on YouTube. I mean, I'm not going to play it, obviously, but you guys can find this shit on YouTube. Uh, Betty later recalled, this is a quote, they were trying to encircle the thing about the helicopters, end quote. Within seconds, however, the strange diamond-shaped craft began to make its way over the trees. So there's a, a whole video of her making this uh, phone report or whatever it is but then they go on to talk about how it was basically like radiation poisoning and that like as you said it's like some it feels like a sunburn you got the the painful eyes the uh, uh you know your hair starts to fall out doesn't radiation poisoning begin to liquefy your insides before it does damage outside yeah because you're i mean your skin's all burned up but there's i've watched um stuff about chernobyl and yeah you sort of like start to melt on the inside that's fucking brutal dude i know uh but what i have here is uh within hours so after they went home within hours all three would develop blisters swelling of the neck vomiting loss of consciousness they had diarrhea and uh betty she became so ill that she almost went into a coma and then she ended up making her way to the hospital where her hair began to fall out in chunks, her face swelled so much she couldn't see. Just fucking nasty, dude. Freaking mess. Do you want to take a break here? Oh, yeah. I guess we probably should, huh? And then we'll come back, and there's a bunch of reports and stuff and everything that the uh, military did and didn't do, and then the lawsuit. All right. Break time. See you in a minute. See you. All right. You ready to take this to court? Whoa. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Are we suing the aliens? The government? Um, man, eh, well, I guess we'll wait a minute before we go all the way down that road. But there is some suing happening. Eventually. A radiologist who examined the witnesses' medical records from MUFON wrote, We have strong evidence that these patients have suffered secondary damage to ionizing radiation. It's also possible that there was an infrared component as well. However, Brad Sparks contends that although the symptoms were somewhat similar to those caused by ionizing radiation, the rapidity of onset was only consistent with a massive dose that would have meant certain death in a few days. Since all of the victims lived for years after the incident, Sparks suggests the cause of the symptoms were some kind of chemical contamination, presumably by an aerosol. Hmm. So, I don't know. So... There's, they had diarrhea and stuff, but their innards weren't pudding. Right. So, okay. 
this guy's theory, Brad Sparks, thinks that when the flames were shooting out, it was actually shooting out a chemical into the air. You know, I'm, I don't know, not napalm, but you know, it's it's a hell of a blast to get that thing going. Right. So it was just shooting out whatever fuel, whatever blasting fuel to get it going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, here you go. This is is this the one? Yeah. Other claims. Investigators later located a Dayton police officer, Detective Lamar Walker, and his wife, who claimed to have seen 12 Chinook-type helicopters. That's who you were talking about, right? Who is it? Uh, Detective Lamar Walker yeah. and his wife. Uh-huh. Uh, these other witnesses did not report seeing a large diamond-shaped object, though. But, listen to this one. This is this is where it gets a little bit crazy. Okay. In my opinion. Things, things take a twist here. Just now it's getting one crazy? One day... <laughs> It's a little twisted here, though. Okay. One day in April 1981, so what, like six months? No, four months later. Okay, yeah. A CH-47 helicopter flew into Dayton. As Colby watched, he became very upset. <laughs> yep. This is it. This I like is your what, reaction. That's what this... I was looking for. <laughs> you want to you read it? Did you find it? No, I, I can't find it. All right. Uh, Landrum decided to take him to the spot, Vicky Landrum, decided to take him to the spot where the helicopter had landed with the hope that it would seem less frightening on the ground. I thought this was some sort of field trip, though. I don't know, because there, there was other people there. It must have just been some sort of, like, mini air show or something. He was just flying it around. When yeah. they reached the landing zone, they found a lot of people there already and had to wait some time before they were allowed to go inside the helicopter and talk to the pilot. Landrum and another visitor both claimed that the pilot said he had been in the area before the before the purpose of checking on a UFO and trouble near Huffman. When Landrum told the pilot how glad she was to see him because she had been one of the people burned by the UFO, he refused to talk to them further and hustled them out of the aircraft. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a little see? I got a little that's a little twisted. I wish I had my sound effects hooked up. I would have been like, bum, 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 you know, but I'm not hooked up. What happened up. to the sound effects? Come on. I'm not hooked up, man. I took it. <laughs> I unhooked it. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's. So they per- they got to this point and then the pilot's like, uh, no, I didn't. Mm-mm. I wasn't. I, I said that? No, I didn't. Hmm. It's like, <laughs> that, yeah, that that's pretty strange. Uh, another strange thing that happened was. <clears throat> The only public statement that was made by a military official came from uh, the Forehood Press, and it was Major Tony Geishauser. Geishauser? I don't know. So, in an interview with the Corpus Christi Caller newspaper, uh, he stated that no Fort Hood aircraft were in the Houston area that night. And then here's a quote. I don't know any other place around here that would have that number of helicopters, he said. I don't know what it could be unless there's a super secret thing going on and I wouldn't necessarily know about it, end quote. Dude, come on. Fort Hood's the only one around. So he's saying there was, they're the only place that, that would have that amount of helicopters. and uh, He knows that they're not there? He's, uh, I don't know what it could be. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Why are you asking me? It sounds like kind of like a, like a bull, uh, weather balloon. Like a bullshit excuse, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're the only place that has that stuff, and uh, I don't... Hey, I don't know. It wasn't <laughs> us. We weren't up there. But you just said you're the only one don't have it. So how... 
This says <laughs> that he stated that no Fort Hood aircraft were in the Houston area that night. Where the fuck were they? Were they in <laughs> Afghanistan? All right. <laughs> All right. Yep. Were they in fucking They Maine? were not in Fort... Yeah. Where were they then? Yeah. I would consider that the area, even if they're on the ground. Yeah. But I don't know the geography enough to know if there was other potential aircraft bases, aircraft, air force bases in that vicinity. Yeah, I'm not Fort sure. Hood's there. So what other air force bases near Houston? Texas big. How far can those Chinooks go on, on a tank of gas? I don't know. I know it literally takes you an entire day to drive from east to west Texas. <laughs> literally a whole day. Texas is fucking huge. So I would assume they have multiple bases. Especially in being Texas, right on and the around border. Houston and Dallas. Being right on the border. Yeah. Apparently the blacktop road was badly damaged by the craft, but it was very quickly repaired. Oh, was it? Yeah, that that's what that's I have here. Very it's a very interesting <laughs> detail. Uh, investigators were at a loss to explain the events of that night. Uh, except to say that Betty, Vicky, and Colby had encountered a craft of undetermined origin or possibly an experimental government craft. Who told them that? Uh, investigators were at a loss to explain the events of that night, except to say oh. that... So, I guess investigators said that Betty, Vicky, and Colby had an <clears throat> encountered a craft. This is on ufocasebook.com. So, you know, they might be a little biased. Oh, man, I found a picture of Betty's hair falling out. It's it's bad. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a big... The picture has her looking off to the right, so you're looking at the right side of her face. And there's just kind of like matted hair on top, and then there's just a bunch of hair missing oh, no right shit. above her ear. Jeez. This is on ufotimelineproject.blogspot.com. There's a whole series of pictures that shows her, shows the car, shows the highway where it happened. If it's not aliens, it's got to be an experimental aircraft, right? Yeah. Uh, there was one, I cannot remember, I think there was one podcast to listen to, and one of the guy's theories was that the government did get a UFO, a craft, not of Earth origin... And they were trying to reverse engineer it, and this is how they were trying to fly it. <laughs> so, they tried to mix Earth technology with non-Earth technology, and they're just they're just spraying this fuel and heat everywhere, and really messing up the experiment. And they're like, "Oh shit, boys, get those Chinooks out there, get him back in here." Oh god. They like they had to surround them and shoot like a these weird spike tethers into it and just kind of drag it back to the base. I don't know. It probably would just been better off. You just sat the thing down someplace. Well, it's nine o'clock in December. Just set it down and shut up. And wait for reinforcements. He maybe he would have if you know there weren't witnesses, but maybe he saw. You oh, know, he was. Things were going haywire, so he's like. Oh shit! Is that a cutlass? <laughs> <laughs> they can't know about this. Instead, he just blasts the fuck out of them. 
Uh, Betty ends up with the old man hair, you know, bald on top and just like (laughs) hair around the sides and back. She's a mess. But all kinds of investigators came came forward for it. And one guy sold the story to Weekly World News. And I think, were they one of the first to have it published? You know, I don't know for sure, but I know that they have broken stories like this. And nobody, everyone assumes it's bullshit because of who it's from. Yeah. But they've broken a lot of stories. So it's actually... I hesitate to say this. It's actually not a bad publication to get and kind of just skim through it. Maybe wa- maybe if the person in front of you at the grocery store has a shitload of items, grab yeah. one, peruse through it, see if anything catches your eye, and then look into it. But they have broken stories before like this. I, I used to be very much into the Weekly World News stuff. I, I don't. I may have bought a couple of them in my life and convince my parents to buy a couple of them but i don't know there was just a a dry spell or something they couldn't they couldn't let up on freaking bad boy so i'm like guys give him a break hey man he's busy he's giving everybody (laughs) coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) bad boy's back in the news that motherfucker (laughs) is that you guys didn't take me seriously (laughs) that's my like evil bat boy voice (laughs) How about with oh, this? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I bite you now. I'm fine. I vow to take down <laughs> Corona beer, and this is the way I do it. Like Corona's like, fine, we'll just rename Ebola. No big deal. <laughs> That's not what the name is from. No. Because it's light and sunny. Damn it. Come on, people. Corona's crown or sun, isn't it? It's crown. So Corona is the... King of Mexican beer. Well, that's why there's a crown on Corona on their label. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And coronavirus is the king of viruses. <laughs> Until the election's over, and then it's Whoa. just going to mysteri- mysteriously go away. <laughs> Maybe. It depends on who I've wins. <laughs> <laughs> My money's on Joe. Not Biden. Jorgensen. The other guy. Oh. I was like, I don't think Joe can win. I don't think Biden can win, man. <laughs> He's going to have a heart attack before he gets there. Joe Biden forgot how to spell his name. That's how dumb he is. <laughs> we can't go down this road. <clears throat> no, he's got dementia, but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> first newspaper article. The Conroe Courier printed the first mainstream press on the case. Kathy Gordon's two-part story. Two women share terror of a mysterious encounter February 22nd, 81. Investigators eye closer encounter, or close encounter February 23rd, 81. Photocopies of the article are located on this website, if you want to go down it. And the Weekly World News got it March 24th, 81. Hmm. Yep. So it was, you know, it was definitely making making the rounds. And... So they weren't... Where are we at here? Obviously, they weren't the first. No. But it's still... It's a legit article about something that actually happened. Maybe not UFO, but something happened. And Weekly, Weekly World News published an article on it, and I guarantee you, very few people even bothered to look at it because they said, "Ah, oh, Weekly World News, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit." Did it have its stigma in the early '80s like it does now, though? Ah, uh, see, now it's like bullshit. I mean, because they just throw darts at stuff, and it's it's like Mad Libs. 
Flying Lobster. Wash the hell out. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the uh, the Facebook of magazines. It's just bullshit. You you know, you're going down Facebook, just oh. bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> I know you're not that fucking happy. I know this bullshit isn't happening. <laughs> but there was a... What, did you find something? Oh, no. Just the original 35 report to MUFON by John Schusler. Ooh. But... I don't think anyone wants us to read go down through this. Nope, not likely. Oh, um, wow. There's Vicky's description. There's pictures here. Vicky's description oh, yeah? and then Colby's description next to it. They're very, very similar. Almost identical, except for the s- shape of the craft. Okay. Vicky's shows the craft. It looks like it has like the diamond bottom, but a dome top. Where Colby's is just straight up diamond. But it still has the road, the ditches, the bright light, the fire coming out of the bottom, two trees on bo- like trees on both sides of the road. Like everything is basically the same except for the top of the craft. That's interesting. Yeah, so at some point they had them draw that. And this is Colby. This is a seven year old boy. Not, not that the gender matters. A seven-year-old child. Once, I don't know, I find it hard to believe that they could convince him to make up this drawing that looks fucking identical to Vicky's. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I wonder if maybe they didn't draw it. Maybe this was... An artist rendition? Yeah, maybe it was whoever was taking this report, maybe they drew it based on what was either way it was described to them close enough that they drew almost the exact same picture Hmm. who knows shall we go to court i object oh hold on i plead the fifth what's happening that's basically how it ended oh oh not for (laughs) these victims (laughs) you you think this is hilarious don't you no i'm sorry i was just reading down this (laughs) report a little bit i don't want to let me just tell you this real quick. All right. Color or colors, bright light, sound, beep, boop. <laughs> they said that's the fucking sound it made. Beep, boop. Or is it beep, beep? Either way. Any, all right. Did it really? <laughs> that's what it says. Describe. Number one, shape. I don't know. That looks like a taco with lettuce coming out of it. I don't know. Color, bright <laughs> right. lights, and fire. Sound, beep, beep, or beep, boop. No smell. Speed, hovered. Okay. Uh, Parent size It's very descriptive. As big as a city water tank. Whoa. It's kind of big. Yeah. Like a water tower? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's kind of big. Oh, this is... I'm going to look through this. This is very interesting. This is very... uh, I recommend this to anybody who wants to Which website do you want? It says app.box.com slash S slash W-E-H-H-V-9-2-V-8-1-B. A lot of shit. (laughs) I got here from the Blurry Lines website, and then, right, didn't I? I don't know. I I didn't find that one. Maybe. Weekly World News, the 35-page thing. Preliminary Report. New Caney, mm-hmm. Mufon Cash Landrum Case Files, Mufon Journal. 
There's so much stuff on blur- blueblurrylines.com. <clears throat> Where the fuck did I find this, dude? I don't know. Oh, here you go. Injuries from chemical agents. App.box. That's, yeah, that's the exact link you were talking about. S- Z-V-E-L-A-R-3. Gabuji. But you said V8 in there someplace. Well, there's a lot of app.box here on this blue blurry lines. Where did I find this? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, I can't go back. Maybe it was just meant for me to find this somehow. This is a redacted PDF, too. Oh. You might be able to just look up Cash Landrum Case Report John Schusler. S-C-H-U-E-S-S-L-E-R for anyone who's interested. But this is interesting. Okay. There's, it's like 35 pages here, and there's like written stuff, there's drawings. This is... Yeah. Anyway, so why don't we go to court? <laughs> so uh, this guy, Peter Gersten, he decided to take Vicky Landrum and Betty Cash's case pro bono. His primary duty was preparing the legal documents. Uh, most court filings or appearances were handled by Houston attorneys. I don't know why he was so interested in taking the case pro bono. That's what he did. But maybe they got maybe he had the hots for Vicky. For Vicky. Mm-hmm. Got a little got a little gilf situation going on. No, Vicky was the younger one, right? Oh man. See <laughs> Betty's the younger one. <laughs> Betty sounds like an old lady name. Vicky sounds yeah, like it the does, younger but... hip. Are you sure? Yeah, Vicky Landrum is the grandma. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he liked one of them. Maybe he thought he could get some money out of them when this thing goes on TV. That's very likely, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. Betty Cash was born February 10th, 1929. Vicki Landrum was born September 19th, 1923. So, I mean, she was only six years. It's only a six-year difference. So, maybe you're onto something. But this was 1980, so this was 50 years later. For Betty Cash was 51, and Vicki Landrum was 57. Have you seen some of these 50-year-olds now? <laughs> But this was in the 70s. They lived through World War II. Anyway, she still could have been all right. <laughs> in her 50s? Maybe not a well, 10. The, well, the description of Peter Gersten, a uh, flamboyant lawyer. Oh. So. Maybe like Colby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> no one called him father. Did they call him daddy? (laughs) I gotta stop, man. (laughs) This is taking a turn. (laughs) So they they fought with the military for some time. You know, they're trying to convince the military that there was a problem. You guys did this. And like you said, the military is like, no, we didn't. We talking about (laughs) wasn't us. We weren't there. And they even talked to the pilot of the one Chinook helicopter. And he's like, yeah, man, I was... Th- no, I wasn't there. Nope. Sorry. Ooh, how about that? And there is so much stuff you we could probably get into if we really wanted to, because the case was finally finished August 21st, 1986. Everybody still... It took them six years. Holy hell. To get up to this point where they were in court, they were finishing up stuff in court, but... They they could not find any evidence that it was the U.S. military. 
because they were going after the U.S. military because they thought it was them who was had caused this stuff, and they just wanted restitution for all their ailments. But that's crazy. Judge Ross Sterling dismissed the case August twenty first, nineteen eighty six, without it going to trial. Two key factors: lack of evidence and statements by the U.S. military stating they did not operate a vehicle resembling the UFO figured largely in this decision. Huh. This takes us through 1985, which effectively ended the legal struggle. No further witnesses or evidence after that date have been shown to be solid, as John Schusler said in 86. Schusler? That's the, yeah. the report that I was talking about. Hmm. So, so who got since rich, they man? could not... I think it was just the Betty Cash, Vicky Landrum, and Colby Landrum that just got fucked up. They didn't... Nobody got rich. Damn, man. And that McDonald's lady can sue for spilling coffee on herself. Yeah, hot coffee. You know she fucking died, by the way? Wouldn't it be ironic if it was an ice bath? <laughs> she fucking died. She went into some kind of weird shock from spilling that hot coffee on her. She fucking died, and they, she came back to life. They brought her back. What? Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like she died recently after all that. No. No, she died. This, in my, look, I don't know if she had a right to sue, but she fucking died from this and came and they brought her back. Yeah, I don't know if it was from her wounds or whatever, but. I had no idea that's how that ended up. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really, really wild. And people always just make fun of it. Like, oh, you can sue like the McDonald's lady. Well, she fucking died. So, <laughs> so she had some kind of right to sue, I guess. Yeah. I yeah, I did not know it was at that level. Like motherfuckers, you killed me. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a PDF here. I did. I didn't know how to <laughs> find where I found this from, so I downloaded the PDF and I sent it to you. <laughs> All right, there's a lot here. Holy crap! Yeah, this is the 35 page deal. Yeah, this is it. This is his MUFON report, I guess. The temperature, it was 40 degrees out. Visibility was good. Ceiling was high clouds. <laughs> this is a very... Wow. This sketch is... She must have went to art school for a whole minute. Are you talking about... The initial... Halfway down, like page five. <laughs> it's at like an isometric angle. The trees are like two, flat 2D <laughs> on the one side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cars... Yeah. It's got wheels. And then we just got this hot balloon... I thought that Splash was a sun. <laughs> it looks like, you know when a kid draws a sun, how they do the little lines coming out for like the sun rays? A kid? I do that. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I draw mine with zigzags and a smiley face. <laughs> Not lines. Get with it. <clears throat> Again, it was 9 o'clock. There was no sunshine. Well, according to the picture on page 6... Had a glow around it, bright with a dark center, and five flames coming off the bottom. It specifies five flames. Okay. I I was going to say it was fire. F-I-R-E. But five. There's five lines coming off of it. So, okay. Oh. Colby said it was totally diamond shaped. That, that might be fire. Because flames is in parentheses. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Colby's is completely diamond. Where hers has like the diamond bottom and sort of like a dome balloon type top. But I wonder if we were going to break this down a little bit. Colby was in the car the whole time. I wonder if, you know, 
Betty is 50 years old at this point. Maybe her vision's going bad a little bit. Or the heat and whatever was so intense that, you know, it was partially blurred. But Colby's inside the car with his young seven-year-old eyes behind uh, the glass windows. So I wonder if there was some sort of weird vision effect some way, whether it was because her eyes were going bad or if her eyes were getting burned because she was looking at it. Could you see that? Well, I was kind of thinking the opposite. Maybe she got a good look at it. Because he was in the car, he only saw the bottom diamond part and assumed the top was the same way. Okay. Maybe he couldn't see the top. He just saw the bottom and said, well, the top has to be... Because I know what a diamond... I know what the diamond shape looks like. So if it comes down like this, the top has to go up like that. All right. I like that too. This is... Roar like a hurricane. It's just... uh, Yeah, here's the part. Uh, Then... When the flames would belch out, the noise would be a whoosh. <laughs> but what could cause a sunburn like that? Because they didn't really have a whole lot inside that was wrong with them. Sure, diarrhea, but I mean, if you're skit, if you get sunburned, if you're laying out on the beach, if you get sunburned bad enough, like you don't feel good at all. No. Everything just sucks. Right. You get nauseous. Yeah. Like you get chills, like it. It really fucks you up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe it wasn't radiation, but if it was some sort of aerosol igniter that was spraying down on them. So it wasn't. It was. It was partially heat burn, but it was also mildly chemical burn. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. So like a because of an actual burn. We're like yeah, yeah. I know a sunburn is a burn, but it's not like a, I don't know how to explain touching it. A, touching the hot stove burn. Yeah. Not fire, but like we have an electric stove and you have an electric stove, but if you touch that, yep, yep, you're going to know. That's more like a direct burn where a sunburn is sort of indirect burn. It, right, right. So they were far enough away from the fire and maybe getting just a little of whatever chemical was on them. So it was like you know, indirect burn, like you said. Hmm. It was just that much intense heat. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's very, very strange, and it's very, very strange how they, how the government was full denial. They weren't covering anything up, but it was just full denial. I do think we should mention that this report, this report I sent you, yeah. was dated 4387. Oh, interesting. And the event happened in 80. Is that when it was? Yeah. Yeah. So this is seven years after the fact. Right. So it's possible memories got Some skewed. Of the details. Yeah. Um, it's possible they talked about it enough that Colby believed it happened and believed that this was the shape of it. And this is, you know, so this is, or it was 81, right? Was it 80 or 81? It was 80. 80. It was so, December 29th, 1980. I, I saw one thing that said 81 also, and I that's not right. So, I mean, I don't know if we talked about it before. I'm sure we have where it's possible to influence other people's memories by kind of... <sighs> just talking about it and kind he, of like burying the memory in there. Like you, you remember it a different way because somebody's saying it a different way. Yeah, like I could say... 
Uh, hey, Will, you remember four years ago, New Year's Eve, when you, uh, you, you know, you had the, the drink out of that pink cup, and you wouldn't really remember it, but you'd be like, oh yeah, I do remember that. I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you could say, oh hey, you remember when we went to that party seven years ago at uh, my brother's house, and I'd be like, I don't really remember it, but I must have been there because if you remember it, I must. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. <laughs> yeah so it's exactly it's very easy to influence other people's memories which is fucking weird it our, our brains are so weird so it's possible this is seven years later that this report comes out and they talk about it so much that colby's, colby's 14 now yeah and colby's like yeah okay yeah um my drawing exactly matches vicky's now <laughs> because i remember what she's saying happened and i was a kid so yeah it must have happened that way yep i remember it happening that way <laughs> i don't know man i colby's still alive to this day vicky landrum she died in 07 betty cash she died when did i say she died i can't remember uh 98 oh okay so it got thrown out of court and i, I don't know people just kind of forgot about it and i don't know what what brought it up for you if you were just randomly, I don't know, it was just a random tale you found? Well, I remember I've listened to a couple podcasts. I, it's not a very well-covered case. It's not, even though there was a ton of investigation. I wonder if there's at some point people were just like, okay, I guess we'll shut up about it now. Well, I, I say well-covered. I don't mean well-covered. I'm sure it was covered well by whatever podcast it was, but it's not a widely covered case. Not a lot of people okay. talk about it. And like you said, maybe it's just because people are like, yeah, this is kind of goofy. I don't know. There's not much to uh, it. There's some holes to be poked, but the one thing that stands out is the fact that the government is just like, I don't know, wasn't us. <laughs> I mean, but... Did, did, did it say U.S. Air Force on the side of the Chinook? You couldn't see it. It was dark. Got any evidence? No, you don't. Yeah, but, it, I mean, isn't that just like our fucking government? Yes. To be like... I don't know. <laughs> you can't prove nothing. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. Well, I guess we're wrapping up here, right? Yeah. So what do you think? What do you, what do you think happened? I know we haven't done a what do you think in a while, but what do, what do, you, True. What do you think? I think it was an experiment that went, I don't know if it was a failure, but it was definitely an experiment that took a different turn than what they expected. That's my thought. A human experiment. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm right there with you, man. I think it's... I think it was our government or maybe uh, some deep experimental craft that maybe even like some of the major players in government weren't even aware of. But I think it was, I don't think it was extraterrestrial. No. But the one theory thinks it was partially E.T. Well, that's possible. They used, they used technology that they found that wasn't of Earth origin and mix it with Earth-based technology. Unless they were just flying around a freaking balloon. Yeah. Like, what, like the fucking Hindenburg? Like, it just fucking, <laughs> you know, it caught on fire. It's just dropping just hot molten lead to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it just keep pulling, he just kept pulling the chain to keep that thing aloft. We can't let him know it's here. <laughs> Beep boop, beep boop, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> 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 
fucking beep boop. That was the funniest part about it. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my thought. Yeah, I think I'm with you, man. I, I think it was some sort of experiment that went wrong, and they weren't supposed to see it, and they did, and now the government was trying to cover it up. Like, oh shit, no, not us. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm, no. Nope. All right. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure there's some stuff we didn't cover, and yeah, but it was kind of a a light one anyway. So yeah, there, there's a number of moving parts, but there's not a whole lot to go on either. Yeah, just the I mean the few reports we found, everything else is just uh, website uh, biased opinion. You know, like yeah, like the one the one website I found it was uh, shit. What did I say it was? UFOinsight.com like that they're i'm pretty sure they're probably biased so yeah well you guys can let us know what you think apple podcast look for a ring on the weird on apple Podcasts. give us five stars and uh hit us with a beep boop you gonna install a beep boop on your ufo no no i'm not i don't need people to know that i'm coming <laughs> beep boop here he comes yeah. <laughs> most <laughs> ufos are people say they're they're silent or there's like a like that I've never heard yeah. anyone say the UFO said beep boop <laughs> the fucking R2-D2 stuck on the top of it oh my god that's what it was the it was an X-Wing son of a bitch we just f- this was 1980 they were building an X-Wing for real we figured it out dude right there boom Mufon when the we fuck are you it. gonna hire us to be investigators <laughs> my god uh, if you want some uh, let's see if you want some dope yeah, merch you can go to myconspiracytees.com slash bring on a weird t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, mugs, all that shit, all the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can email us. Tell us about your UFO story, whether you want to want yours to go beep boop. Bring on a weird at gmail.com. Slide in the DMs on Twitter.com slash bring on a weird. Facebook.com slash bring on the weird. All the fun ones. And what else we got now? Instagram. Uh-oh. Just did it. Just threw it together this week. Mm-hmm. Here you go. MySpace.com slash bring on the weird. <laughs> yep. I don't know if I don't know if we should put all the effort into it to try to make it look like a band on MySpace. I don't know what that entails, but like <laughs> five finger death punches on there and you know, anybody in the top forty, Justin Bieber and I don't know if he's in the top forty anymore. Justin Bieber is on MySpace? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Definitely going to put them in our top friends. <laughs> <laughs> top eight. Get us in your top eight. Yeah, buddy. That's still an option on there. I thought they would have done away with that, but you can do that. Uh, I do want to make a correction from last week. I did not <gasps> listen to the game. You didn't listen to the game? No, I read the game. I read it multiple times. Now, for some reason, I was thinking I'd listen to it, but I cannot find it on Audible. So... I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know if I was thinking of Ready Player One, uh, so I, I'm not sure. So my mistake, I didn't listen to the, it. The Terry Shot one? Yeah. Okay. But it, it's a great book if you guys want to read it. I thought you said you listened to it. Yeah, I did say that, but I obviously I didn't because I can't find it on Audible unless they took <laughs> it down. I thought for sure I did, but I can't imagine they would take it down. No. But I didn't listen to any books for this research. I think they do exist, though. Terry Shot books? Well, I, I do not know if that exists, but... not. I don't mean audible. I mean audio books. 
for Cash Landrum? So confused right now. No, me, me too. I thought we were talking about the game. <laughs> I think there, I think books do exist for Cash Landrum, but I don't think they're audiobooks. Oh, uh, okay. Um. Well, I mean, if you just, if you guys just want an Audible book, if you don't have Audible, yeah, sign up for your free trial with audibletrial.com slash bring on the weird. Yep, and grab yourself a free book. Yep. Do you have any particular recommendations at the moment? Uh, what was that weird book I just listened to? <laughs> I guess that's not a, a great recommendation, is it? Thanks for your help. It's it's just uh, the narrator isn't great, but it's Exogenesis Human Hybrids, or Hybrid Humans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we plan on diving into that. Yeah. Yeah, the game, Terry Shots, the game is on there, on Audible. Shot is spelled C S C H O T T. It's on Audible. Yeah, I must have listened to it then. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm gonna cut all that bullshit out up until where we say the the trial. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess uh, with that, stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.